everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue. Today I'm here with Brad because that's how it is every week. I don't. This isn't special, you know. That's what this is special. <laughs> it's the end of February. It's it's the end of Romance Month. It, it is, is special. It is. Uh, it's Unless just... you're just trying to say I'm not special, in you which are... case I'm. I see how it is. <laughs> you are special. Oh. <laughs> But what I meant to say was I don't understand why I always say today I am here with Brad when I'm always here with you. I mean, yeah, no, you have skipped an episode. So it should be I'm that's here true. with Blue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm the only one that's not been for an episode, but I had good reason. Yeah, it's fine. I, it's, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say I could let it pass, but no, you that was more than acceptable as a reason to not be here. So it's fine. <laughs> I can't give you shit over that one. <laughs> I mean, I can because it's me, but you know. Right, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be... We, what? Huh? I'm sorry. I think I just had a stroke. I'm good now, though. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, today's topic. Kaguya-sama, yeah. Love is War Season 2. <laughs> that is true. That's what we're getting to. But before we get into that, we're going to be talking about ourselves for a bit because we're selfish and we like to share our own, like, we're oversharers. You get to know too much about us while you listen to this podcast. It's a good time. And then (laughs) then we're going to jump into the news. And there's a background on the show before we jump actually into it. If you haven't seen our discussions on the first season of Kaguya-sama Love is War, then you can go back. That was only a couple of episodes ago. So you can go back and check our archives or our YouTube channel for that podcast episode. So I'm going to go ahead and say this before I forget, but can we can we just take into appreciation how the first season or the second season came out a year after the first season, but yet they went ham for the second season on the animation style. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Especially yeah. that first episode, that was just eye-catching. Mm-hmm. They really did try and step up their game between the first and second season, which I always appreciate. Oh, 100% can appreciate it. However, how are you? I am pretty dang good. This I is good. yeah, I've been having a bit of a rough time like mentally recently. I feel like it's I don't know. I go through like ups and downs. I mean, mm-hmm. people with depression do. That's how depression works. Mm-hmm. 100%. But um yeah, so I've been in a bit of a, a low over the past couple of weeks. But yeah, I feel like I'm coming on the up and out of everything. It's just been a high stress situation. And lots of work and and other things. And I haven't really felt much like wanting to do things that normally I have a lot of fun doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but recently I think I've been I've been getting on the out of it and, and seeing more of a, a good couple of weeks in the future. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully I'll get a lot of stuff done. Well, it's good to hear. I'm glad that you're kind of coming up and out of it because I mm-hmm. feel the same. It's good. been one of those to where, I don't know, I'm just exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm tired. So I have vacation scheduled for next month, and I'm very much looking forward to it. So I can just kind of de-stress from everything. Yeah, absolutely. However, did find out I'm getting a raise at work, so that's nice. That is nice. We do love raises. Yeah, and it's not even like my annual merit raise either. I'm just getting an extra raise, and then I get my merit raise in May. So that's exciting. It is. Good job. Two raises, one year. Look at me go. Yeah. Look at you go. Nice. (laughs) But... Outside of that, that's about it. I got to play tennis two days this week because the weather's been gorgeous, but that's it. I had to set out the other two days because of my elbow because 
life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that the weather is picking up pretty much consistently throughout America. You guys are getting some some nice spring weather coming in. Uh, well, you see, I live in a state called Tennessee where we have a perpetual second winter that always happens. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like three days of spring and then, oh yeah, here's second winter. <laughs> oh, I 100% understand that being a Canadian girl, you know? We get second winters and third winters and fourth winters and uh, and, and then we get early winters as well. I was going to say, you only get warmth for four months out of the year, so you know better than I do. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite is when it's like 2nd of September. Oh, it's going to snow for three days and then melt. And then snow again and then melt. But, you know, August is over, so it's winter now. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, Tennessee gets really hot weather though, don't you, in the summer? Uh, not as hot as some states. I mean, we might peak 100 in some areas, but that's it. Hang on, let me me convert that (laughs) to maple units really quick. Hang on. Yeah, I was like, what? Because <laughs> 100 for y'all would just kill us. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the UK, they use both Fahrenheit and Celsius. Do they really? Yeah, they use Celsius for when it's cold and Fahrenheit for when it's warm, because Fahrenheit would then make it sound like it's hotter and Celsius makes it sound like it's colder. So basically 38 degrees for you is how hot it gets here in the summer. Jeez. Yeah, no, it doesn't get that hot here in the summer. But then you have Utah, where one of my best friends live, and it gets to be, it can get as high as 49 degrees. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's halfway to boiling point. Uh-huh. Yeah, it can get up to 120 degrees. So it gets that's, it gets toasty. Yeah, that's, I mean, I say that's unfathomab- unfathomably hot, but like last week it was minus 40 here, and I don't need to translate that one into fahrenheit because it's the same in fahrenheit as it is celsius so yeah so uh that that'll be a no for me yeah it got to minus 50 celsius which is more in fahrenheit in um a couple towns over from me about an hour or so away from me about two weeks ago while it was minus 40 here it was minus 50 there Ew, no no thanks Mm -hmm. yeah i'll I'll pass (laughs) it, and so, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's just like your body gets used to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, you do adapt, but still, it it sucks. Like it's like if I went outside tomorrow in midday, I guarantee that there would be guys walking around in t-shirts and shorts, you know. Mm-hmm. Yet you do that because, at night, and it's like, oh hey, I'm a popsicle. <laughs> oh, you could do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like if the sun's out, people just you just do. I mean, I don't think I've worn a. I've worn my parka, which is my, my really intense coat, once, twice, maybe this way. I mean, obviously, we've been quarantined this winter as well, so it's not like we've been going out much. But um, yeah, other than like snowboarding, I tend to just wear like a regular jacket. You just get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's the same way with the heat, though. Oh, it is. Like, you you just get used to it. And again, the extremes suck, like the extremes you really can't adapt to. Mm-hmm. But the normal weather that you're used to feeling, you get you get used to it. Like, we get a wide variety of cold and hot here, but it's mm-hmm. very spread out to where you have time enough to adapt. Mm-hmm. To where, like, this time of year, whenever it's zero to, I guess, four or five for y'all, I can run around without a jacket on. Mm-hmm. But it's just because I'm not in it for very long. Mm-hmm. But you just gotta adapt for your surroundings. Yeah, I mean, I used to walk to and from school every day when I was in middle and high school. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was a good half hour walk, you know? And, uh, and I used to do that in all weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only days that I wouldn't do it was when it was frostbite warning. Because mm-hmm. normally the frostbite warning is like 15 minutes. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's normally what they say is like a 15 minute. I don't think I've heard of like a 30 minute frostbite warning. I think they only tell you when it's 15 minutes. Yeah, because I mean, realistically, outside of you walking to school, when else would you be outside for 30 minutes unless you work outside? And then in that case, you're not fucking working outside that day. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like enough time for people to like walk to work and back, shovel their driveways, you know, get the mail. Like that's kind of because when you're in that kind of environment, I mean, Canadians are fully equipped for the cold. Mm -hmm. Like. Because, I mean, it's something that's, that was made very obvious here in North America very recently with the weather that's happened and uh, down in, like, Texas and everything, is mm-hmm. that certain places are very equipped for the weather that they have and then very not equipped for the weather that they don't have. Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's interesting, though, how, like, your body just completely changes. Like, I feel like when you go on holiday for a, a long period of time as well, your body adapts. Mm-hmm. I always get so sick in air conditioning, though. I can't go from, like, 30-plus degrees outside into air conditioning. It makes me feel sick. You see, I can, unless I've been in the sun for a really long time, and then I'm sunburned, and then my body is just like, oh, hey, so take a massive fucking headache for your troubles. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get really nauseous if I go from, like, air conditioning to outside to air conditioning to outside. Mm Mm-hmm. Because air conditioning is too cold for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm tiny. I mean, yes, you are small bean. Mm-hmm. What am I? Like three foot two? Uh, I was going to say four foot one, but I mean, you, you did that to yourself. I shrunk since last time we spoke. Oh, okay. Yeah. H- how do you shrink that much in a week, mate? Um, I had that. Well, now, what was it? Uh, there was a, a potion that was drink me and a cupcake that was eat me. Uh-huh. And I don't remember which one shrunk and which one grew. Mmm. I got you. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay, good. Otherwise, I would have just thoroughly confused you. Nope, nope. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so I have exciting news before we get into actual news. Yeah, I want to hear it. So, I've begun getting in shape. Ooh. Because I intend on playing in tennis tournaments by the time summer gets here. Ooh, that is super exciting. So I am doing my best to get in shape-ish. I mean, round is a shape, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's really, 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 really exciting. Yeah, I went and watched my cousin play the weekend before we recorded or the mm-hmm. yeah that weekend so it's got me in the notion and also seeing the kind of people that he and our buddy competed against i was like ooh, that looks like fun and i could get so much better by playing against these people mm-hmm. because typically i've been used to playing people that have been below my level and occasionally like walker and his buddies so my buddies are below my level but then I play against Walker and his group, and I get better whenever I play against them. But also, they beat me mercilessly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to playing with new people and being able to branch out a little bit. But I got to wait until summer, so for one, I can get better, get my serve more consistent, and also just lose weight. Because right now, I'm too fat to be playing full sets against random strangers that are way better than me. 
<laughs> I'm excited for you. That sounds like it's going to be so much fun. I'm excited as well. I'll keep you all updated because the cool thing about tournaments is that do I win money from them? No. But do I get a ranking to know how good I am? Yes. Yeah, I think I feel like that's... I mean, tournaments are just so much fun to take part in, in general, whether you're going to win or you're just going to have a good time or like you are to improve yourself and like play good people at things that they're good at. I don't know. There's something that's so like powerful about getting to see someone do something that they really love and, and are really good at it. And then there's something even more powerful to actually be able to be an opponent of someone who's really good at something and really loves it. Mm. Yeah, um... I'm looking forward to it because there were some incredible people that I got to watch play this past weekend. Like Walker got beat by a 12 year old, but her, the father of the 12 year old is the head coach at a private tennis club in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, of course she's going to be incredible, but just to <laughs> watch her play at such a young age, like once she gets tall enough to, you know, be taller than the net. Yeah. She's going to be unstoppable because the yeah. weakest part of her game was her serve. Mm -hmm. So to be able to play against people with so much potential and also some of the people that another buddy of, our, uh, buddy of ours played against, like just the people out there are so damn good. Mm -hmm. Like it's so cool to watch and I'm so glad I got into tennis because it's a hobby that I really enjoy. And also outside of rackets, it's a really cheap hobby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, it, tennis is one of those sports that you can just kind of do wherever. Mm hmm Like, you don't need all of this equipment. Like, I mean, one of my favorite sports to do is snowboarding. But of course, like, I need a mountain and, you know, equipment. I mean, you can rent equipment, but, like, it's still, rent is, rental fees are expensive. Mm-hmm. Day tickets for, for slopes are expensive, so if you don't live in an area. And if you don't live by the mountains and lodging... On top of that, you know, snowboarding's an expensive sport. Mm, but and... tennis, you just need a racket and a ball and a wall. You don't even need another person. Yeah. and But another cool thing about tennis, and I feel like the reason it's really exploded during COVID is because it's COVID friendly. Mm. Like, you can do it. You're not around people. It's just you and one other person. Or even if you're playing doubles, like, you're going to have a reasonable distance between you and your doubles partner. Mm-hmm. But also, it's outside, it's fresh air, it's a lot of fun, unless you can find indoor courts, in which case you are a very lucky individual. But also, most towns have at least private court or public courts somewhere, mm -hmm. if you're just willing to do a little bit of research. We actually have three different areas of public courts here, surprisingly. But yeah, yeah. cheap rackets, like 20 bucks, balls are like three, so it's a really cheap and easy hobby to get into. But then, you know, it's one of those things where I've noticed, you know, better rackets and all that other stuff help your game. But even if you don't have all that, like, it's just fun. It's easy. And it's like, it's really easy to kind of, you know, start learning the mechanics of. Mm -hmm. So you can start feeling really good about yourself really early on. And there's so many tennis animes that you can go out and watch to inspire you. Yeah, Prince of Tennis. Baby Steps is another really, really good one. I'm going to be binging the shit out of Prince of Tennis before I go to those tournaments and start hitting some sick shots to where they're like, no, I have been defeated. The, some of those shots are actually possible, and you can mm -hmm. see small Japanese children doing them on tennis courts because they've watched Prince of Tennis and have learned to replicate them. Yeah, I really want to learn how to do some of that. In fact, I feel like some of my drop shots are sick because of Prince of Tennis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the snake shot where mm -hmm. you can get it to go around the edge and in. 
mm-hmm. is is possible. It's completely possible if you get enough rotation on there. Oh no, I hit a drop shot the other day on my buddy, and it curved and spun, and it dropped like right on his side of the net, mm-hmm. and then it bounced into the net. So there's no way he could get his racket on it. Backspin. And I was like, yeah. "That's sick." <laughs> like. For one, I didn't think it was going over. Like, I thought, oh, well, fuck, I hit it on my side. But no, it, like, barely went over, smacked the ground, and then bounced back into the net. And I was like, I am a god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't we know. It's a any, lot of fun. We don't have any tennis courts for public use around where I live, but we do mm-hmm. have baseball, like, baseball diamonds that are just, like, free grain. You see, that's, I could believe it, though, because I'm assuming with y'all's climate, Tennis courts would not hold up well. No, yeah. Tarmac, that kind of stuff, breaks mm-hmm. every season. Because, of course, the snow melts, gets in the cracks, then freezes, it expands, the cracks mm-hmm. then get bigger. Every season. So roads are being replaced constantly out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they try not to... Like, basketball courts are really not common like, mm-hmm. there's one at the middle school and maybe one at the elementary school, but, like, the high school doesn't have one, you know? Like, they don't, because, the yeah, we can't have any kind of, like, tarmac or cement or anything like that because it just breaks every winter. So anything that's, like, grass <laughs> or gravel, we do better with. So what I'm hearing is, is I can move to Canada and start an indoor tennis club and I could make bank. Yeah, 100%. I'm game. Especially, then. you could do tennis. You could do what else? Could you squash? You could put in there. You could have a volleyball court, racquetball, handball. Yeah. Uh, and according to Janessa, all the basic bitches love pickleball. <laughs> you could do badminton. Could what do else? all the things. Yeah. What else can you do indoors? Basketball. You could have a diving place as well as a swimming because we have like swimming pools, but I don't know of any place that's local that has like a diving board. We have loads of ice rinks. What? No, I never would have thought. (laughs) Yeah, we got like four of them. And those are just the indoor ones. Anytime someone tells me about ice rinks, all I can imagine is that scene from Deadpool where he's just riding on the Zamboni and going, where's Francis? (laughs) Yeah. I love Deadpool so much. So speaking of Deadpool, the internet's been up in arms about Disney here lately. What for? Because Deadpool has been confirmed to be rated R, but Blade, they are not giving a rated R for some reason. Oh. And Blade is much more gory, so I don't know. I find that gore isn't actually what changes rating. It's more sexual content. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's just what I've noticed. But I guess it depends on the level of gore, because Blade is just an R-rated franchise. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how well it's going to cross over into the PG-13 market, if that's what they're going to rate it. I know that Deadpool did not do well as a PG-13 film. No. Yeah, it, those kind of things need to have that level of, I don't know, I get that it's Disney. But, but I mean, like, if you're going to let Deadpool have it, then why yeah. can't, like, if you're going to do for one, why can't you do for others? Do you think it's got something to do with the fact that they're being released on Disney Plus as opposed to having theater releases? But again, like Deadpool. That's... I know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. I mean, hey, Deadpool's now a Disney princess, so my life is complete. 
Alice isn't a Disney princess because she's not considered a princess. But like, so many of them aren't princesses. Yeah, I don't think most of them are princesses. No, because like... I don't know. M- Mulan isn't. Pocahontas isn't. Mm-hmm. Ariel is. Cinderella is. Snow White is. Rapunzel is. Who am I missing? Jasmine? She is, I guess. Yeah. But they don't... It's it's a different title, but same role, I guess. Potato, tomato, yes. Yeah. So most of them are, but like some of them aren't. Mm-hmm. I know, I feel you. I feel like Alice deserves a crown. Agreed. But also, so does Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds, give him one. Yeah. <clears throat> so shall we shall we get into news? Yeah, let's do news. So let's let's just go ahead and get the Demon Slayer news out of the way since I feel like we have to talk about it every week. Okay. However, this one is closer to home. So the Demon Slayer film is actually playing in the States right now. It is being shown in Los Angeles and Miami, so it can go through its Oscar qualifying run right now. Right, okay. When are all the Oscars? When does I don't that know. happen? I have I'm, no clue. I, f- I, I don't know. I don't care about film awards. They're all bullshit anyway. <laughs> in fact, yeah. I feel like you and I had this conversation like back whenever the podcast first started. I feel like I remember a conversation about like film awards and all that other shit. Yeah, it's just a very specific group of people choosing things that they believe will get them I clout and or money. Well, I mean, I have a feeling it's all just a facade of who can throw the most money at us to where we can choose that film. Mm-hmm. Like, who has the most marketing budget to get us to choose you to win this award that means absolutely nothing but will look good on the lead actor's resume? And then they just choose a couple of others that are, like, indie or more indie films to um, make it seem like... The the one thing that I don't understand, specifically about American award shows, using the Oscars as an example, they have a foreign films category, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it that Canadian and British films are not foreign films in the foreign films category? They just get thrown in with everything else. I don't know. Because, like... Like, you see films that were made completely in Britain with a completely British cast. Harry Potter, for example. Harry Potter mm-hmm. and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, I think, was the one that went up for Oscars, was Maybe. not put in the foreign films category. Harry Potter's not an American film. Mm-hmm. Should be a foreign film, right? Does it, have to, does it have to be in a different language for it to be classified as a foreign film? Maybe. But then, like, I feel like Australian indie films don't get put in with everything else. They get put in the foreign film category. So what if, like, you went to Japan and they made made a film completely in English, it would go in with everything else? I don't, I don't know. Because then it should be foreign language film category. Right. But, and um, then anime movies should be put in there. But here's a thought, because of everything that has happened this year, if Demon Slayer doesn't only qualify for film of the year, but win film of the year, bullshit is happening. Yeah, I don't know. Because it has had the most worldwide impact out of any other film in the world. So but therefore... They yeah. I was, they don't really classify it as, like, how much impact a film has as who wins the Oscars. But it's also grossed the most amount of money. Yeah, but, like, if they haven't paid the rich white dudes in the circle, then they're not going to get the award, right? So. Well, you see, that's the thing. Like... That's how it all just comes down to. If it's... Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know. I don't personally think 
that that it's gonna win. I think that it should definitely be considered and and definitely deserves a shout. I don't know, I haven't seen it, so I can't say whether or not it should win. But I don't think it will. I think that would be. I oh no, it definitely won't that, win. But if it yeah. doesn't, it's bullshit. I think that's too shooketh right now for our current climate. I think that would be too much. Uh, it's animated. Get it away. It's, it's not just animated. It's not in English. And it's also not some kind of artsy French film. But Blue, it is dubbed. So it is in English. Okay, fine. Okay, it's in English. Now, it granted, don't get me wrong. It was made in English. Don't get me wrong. The English sucks. It sucks so bad, but it's in English. You know what? I swear, if they show the dub for the Oscar qualifying run, so help me God, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. I, they probably would do, though, because I feel like it's the language that would throw it into the into the foreign films category. You know what? I'm going to drive my happy ass down to Miami tomorrow. Drive however fucking long it takes to go see this in theaters, just so I can know. But also, that way I could say I've seen it before every other American weeb that wants to see it. <laughs> and that way I can message Janessa and be like, I saw it actually subbed. Or actually, you know what? If it's dubbed, I'm not going to go see that shit. Get it away. Get it away. Get it away I don't want. Me. I don't want to see it if it's dubbed. Just get it away from me. The dub was awful. I don't, I don't ever want to see it again. <clears throat> I still keep thinking about that one dubbed clip from Free <clears throat> of being like, ah, here's this embarrassing thing that we're talking about. I'm going to mention it. No, wait, don't mention it. And it just, I, I keep thinking about it. I keep cringing. Have you have you looked through the hilarious dub clips from Haikyuu? No, I haven't. Just get on YouTube and look up Haikyuu dub funny moments. Okay. And you will laugh your ass off. There's some of the humor that just comes across so much better mm-hmm. in English. Like Ushiwaka. Ushiwaka in English is gold. Yeah. 100% gold. Okay, I'll have to do that then. If I remember the link that I watched, I'll send it to you. Nice. Cool. But okay, so, next piece of news. Reddit has given away its awards for Anime of the Year. So, Furu Season 3 and ReZero Season 2 have taken the nods as Anime of the Year. Ah, uh, expected. That makes me happy. Especially yeah. Furu, man. Yeah, me too. So good. Mm-hmm, definitely. I have that scheduled, and I'm excited to watch it. Yes, same. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun time. Although it's going to be, it'll be an interesting cover for sure to actually see how we're going to enjoy the show with our critical brains. Yeah, I was going to say, this is, the, I feel like it was one of the first animes that we shared together. Mm-hmm. It was. Because you're so, like, oh, hey, I found this cool anime. We should watch it. And I was like, sure, why not? And then yeah. it's like, oh, this is, this is a thing. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's. It definitely holds sentimental value between the two mm-hmm. of us. Oh, it does. Like, I'm definitely looking forward to sitting down and covering it, but also actually knowing the premise going into it now and knowing how it's all going to work. Yeah. I feel like it might be a little bit better of a watch, too. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I def- we'll definitely know more about what it is that we're looking at before they have to explain it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that way we're not lost throughout the whole first season, because I... If I remember correctly, like, you don't, it doesn't fully click about everything until, like, towards the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. To where they you're do. sitting there and you're like, oh, 
I could play this game now. Yeah, I mean, they do teach you, but it is definitely more of a you learn as you watch kind of thing, as opposed to them giving you a tutorial. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, ReZero. I mean, how could it not? Mm -hmm. Because out of everything that came out last year, if I had to pick a favorite, nothing compares. Now that is a song. Nothing compares. You right? Sinead O'Connor? Sinead O'Connor. Yes. Yes. The single tear. That was that was like me watching our topic today. <laughs> A single tear. No joke. Episode 11. I teared up, man. What happened in episode 11? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100% episode 11. That arc, when we get into that, oh boy, do I have some things to say. Because I would not have been that nice about that whole situation. Oh no, I wouldn't have either. In fact, out of everything that happened, dude got off easy. Yeah, and I, she, uh, I know there, I get what he was trying to do in, like, keeping her ignorant about the whole situation, but your girl would have not, she would have known. Yeah. Because I don't like the fact that she's trying to get back with him, because she doesn't know what a, anyway. We'll 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 get get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I watched more of Stone Wars. Oh, well, we'll have to talk about it after I get through this last piece of news. Yes. So let me, let me get my throat ready, because <laughs> this one, this one's going to acquire an impersonation. I hope you're ready. Okay. Netflix has announced that it is going to be partner, partnering with Production IG to make Terminator anime. Well, okay. Uh, I'm so sorry, excited. <laughs> Don't die. I knew that you were going to do Arnold before you even did him. Well, I mean, what, what other impersonation would I just... Am I confident enough to break out for a podcast? Okay, I will say, I've heard you do many impressions, but there is that one that you fall back on when you have, uh, like, when you're doing an impression, that's your fallback. I mean, it's just the most immediate one. I think it's because I use it so often. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I feel like I could do a full podcast as Arnold and it wouldn't bother me anymore because I do it so often. So I feel like I could be fine. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just so immediate. But also, this is the one time to where I break it out to where it's actually necessary. <laughs> yeah, Terminator anime. I wonder what the... I wonder if that's going to be like really gory or if they're going to keep it pretty on the same levels as the films. I don't know. Because with anime, they could step that up. Uh, Yeah, they could step it up a lot. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm excited. Like, we're going to have to cover it. Like, you know we're going to have to cover it. And not only that, but I can't break the accent the whole time. <laughs> like, it'll have to be done. Am I going to hate myself editing that episode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. But it's going to have to happen. <laughs> it just makes me want to go to Austria. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I do have mm-hmm. one more piece of news that's not relevant to the podcast, but it's relevant to you and I, because it's how this whole friendship started. Okay. Stardew Valley has a fucking board game. Excite. It sold out, but they have one, and they're going to do a second printing, and you bet your ass I'm going to buy it. Yeah, that's such excite. Because I I have to own it, because anyone that knows me in real life, or even, like, knows me off of streaming, knows that Stardew Valley is in my probably top three favorite games of all time, mm-hmm. but at bare minimum top five. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I really adore. what I want to do? You know those channels that do like tabletop games and mm-hmm. like that's all they do. They're just a group of friends that have a 
like they play D and D and just upload the videos online, or they play like different different puzzles and games and board games and shit. I want to mm-hmm. do that one day. I want to have friends in the same vicinity as me, to where we can all meet up in someone's garage and <laughs> sit around a table and record us playing games and upload them and just like do fun because like there's so much weird improv that we cut out of these these podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Like we do have like, actual bits that yeah. get cut out. Like we just run off on a tangent of an actual bit and running bits as well that like come back from previous episodes for mm-hmm. like months. Yep. And I I don't know. I feel like it would elevate that if we were doing it in person with other people around a table playing like board games and stuff. And like, oh no, it is one of those things to where I would love to like have our internal friend group together and do a D&D campaign. Mhm. Because that would be phenomenal even if it was just like tabletop simulator and doing it. Yeah. Just because I feel like the role play aspect and everything else and especially with you and I being voice actors, that could be incredible. And yeah, I feel like well, it'd be a great laugh, but also Greg also Greg. But yeah, but we've got like a couple of authors in our immediate friend group. We've got some really creative people. We've got producers. We've got game developers. You know, we've got mm-hmm. the two of us being voice actors, me being a game developer. I don't know if I can include that, but I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's so much stuff that's like happening. Mm-hmm. And we're just surrounded by such creative people to where Amazing I feel like it's definitely- people. Oh, 100%. And so yeah. I feel like we definitely have the outlet and the manpower to be able to do something like that. So I would absolutely love to do something like that one day. But also, yeah, it's too. funny you mentioned that because my friends and I are planning on doing like our own little spinoff type podcast of doing a D&D campaign and then editing it into a podcast. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Also, I'm looking into DMing for the first time. Oh, fun. I'm stressing out. <laughs> My brother was a DM for a, about a year before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of his um, people in his campaign was immunocompromised. So mm-hmm. when COVID hit, they had to break up the group, which mm-hmm. sucked. But it yeah, he, yeah, that he was, sucks. He had like a year long campaign going. Yeah, we That stream campaign I had while I was over in Clayton lasted about a year. Yeah. That was interesting. That was fun, though. I enjoyed that. That was my first real experience playing... (laughs) Fucking Greg. (laughs) (laughs) That's a running bit. Every time I picture him, he's just at a bar drinking. Like, that's just where he is at default in my brain. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's where he's at right now, probably. Yeah. He's passed out under a bar stool in some tavern somewhere. He didn't even die in the D&D campaign. He survived. I turned evil, slaughtered everyone. But Greg is still probably at a tavern drinking. Yeah. Fucking Greg, dude. Fucking Greg. And that's a running bit that no one here will get because that's a <laughs> podcast that's long dead yeah, at this yeah. point. Was, they were live streams that you did most of those on. Yes. They were, actually. Yeah. But... I wonder if they're still active. I wonder if that YouTube channel is still out there. Maybe. Because I can't remember if Dakota took it down or not. So, I don't know. But if anybody wants to find the origins of Greg, the origins are on YouTube somewhere. Have fun. 
<laughs> the origins of Greg sounds like a band. <laughs> it's like a shitty, like, pop rock band. Yeah, it's like a, a pop <laughs> Or like a grunge. Yeah, yeah, like a grunge band. <laughs> and it's just dads. Yeah. The lead singer's name's Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Their first album is just fucking Greg. <laughs> Oh, dear heavens. It's meant sarcastically, but everyone gets really weird when they say that their first album is fucking Greg. Like, could you imagine, like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> trying to sell CDs, or you're, like, at a festival and trying to give them out? Be like, hey, you want to check out my mixtape? Oh, yeah, what's it called? Fucking Greg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That's really stupid. It's so stupid, and yet uh, I'd I'd have to give it a listen. Like, I don't give a shit how bad it is. It would make you curious. Yeah, like, if you hand me a CD, and it's just, like, really... Oh, could you imagine if it was, like, in some of the most calligraphic letters? That's not even a word, but I don't give a shit. Like, the most calligraphic letters you've ever seen. It's just fucking great. That's so oh, stupid. I need it. I need it in my life. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that, that's that's all I got. Um, so Stone Wars then. So I didn't yeah, manage yeah, to Stone catch Wars. up to this week's episode, but I watched episode six. So I think be, episode be seven. Be glad you didn't. Be glad you okay. didn't. Because that fucking cliffhanger, it left us on. Oh my <laughs> heavens. Yeah, I think episode seven came out yesterday. No, today. Today? Today. It releases on Friday. Okay. Episode 7 came out today, and I didn't get to watch that one, but I watched all the way up to episode 6. So, okay, so spoiler chicken hats for the next, I don't know, say five minutes, just so we can talk about Stone Wars for a minute. But a fucking tank! <laughs> yeah! like <laughs> <laughs> They built a tank. <laughs> yep, yep, they built a tank. Uh, that's, that's something, all right. But also, explain to me how Sukasa knew they built the tank. Yeah, he was just like, aha, logical next step is steam engine. So I'm like, wait, what? That was the logical next step? Like, how did he So go he from- somehow completely skips cell phone. How did he go from gunpowder to steam engine? I mean, I'm aware that steam engines are more, like, easier to make, most likely- than a cell phone, considering that steam engines came before cell phones. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what? Like, if I'm the... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he came up with that. I don't know how they thought of it. I don't... I mean, it's science. I don't do science. But can we can we at least appreciate the fact that they actually managed to make cup noodles? They did. Like, just the amount of shit that they come up with and show us. Like, I can't... My brain doesn't want to comprehend. Yeah, I really want to have a go at making paper now. Not only that, but like armored paper that can shatter a spear. <laughs> yeah. But not only shatter a spear, but also where the fuck did they have a forge to make Ginro another spear? Yeah. Like I'm at a loss. Like this I is don't... great and I'm loving it. Like it's phenomenal. But oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It's a great time. It is a really good time, and I'm really interested to see how the dude with the sonar hearing whatever um, mm-hmm. is betraying his frenzies, because, yeah, he is a an anti-villain right now. 
Yeah, he, <laughs> he's a really interesting character because I like how we're not sure of his motives. No. But he's very clearly, up to this point, lying to Sakasa about what's going on. Yeah, and helping Chrome because it wasn't it wasn't the two friends that got Chrome the battery. No, but can we also appreciate Chrome for the fact that he made hydrochloric acid by using his sweat in a battery? Oh my god, yeah. He like, got just, so much sweat. I mean, I know that like you have a lot of water in your body, but like still. Yeah, that was a lot of sweat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mad props to him. Also just mad props to this whole season. It's such an enjoyable watch, man. It's been really good and I'm super excited for the rest of it. I just, I need it all now. Like, yeah. I, we still have to fucking wait for at least five more weeks for it to finish. Yeah, so sad. But also, it's progressing at a really quick rate, too. Yeah, it's already spring now for them, and I don't know, it's gonna be cool. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Also, ReZero, dear heavens, man. How's that been going? It's so good. Like, I feel like I say that every week, and so it just gets redundant at this point, but fucking hell. Yeah. Like, it just continues to keep building and building, and all the character development, and everything else. Like, you just can't... Uh, I have no words. I'm really glad like, you're enjoying unless, it. I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of a yawn right now. <laughs> you're good. But, yeah, unless something just comes out of left field and decides to just blow me away... Nothing is going to take anime of the year away from me, except ReZero. I mean, it's still early, so you never know. But yeah, I feel like this this start of the year has been really strong for animes. It really has been. And I've been kind of keeping up with everything that's coming out and the things that are in the future to come out. Mm -hmm. And it's still going to be a really great year for anime. Mm -hmm. Actually, I take that back. There may be one thing that may be able to knock it off its perch coming out in April. My Hero Academia. And don't forget there's that soccer one. Oh, uh, from the Yearline April creators. Mm -hmm, yeah. I don't, I don't foresee them being able to rekindle the same magic as Yearline April for me, though. Yeah. Like, I still think it's going to be good, and I still think it's going to tug at my heartstrings. It's right in your, I mean, the sports is right up my alley, but, like, the creators hit your emotional bone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's... That's what would knock something ReZero off, is something that would hit you emotionally. I don't know, man. ReZero's tugging at my heartstrings real hard. <laughs> it, it, it's tugging at the love bone really hard. It's tugging at the action bone really hard. I, it's just tugging at everything, and also I can't guess what's going to happen. I just, I'm enjoying myself so much. The Promise Neverland is also good, but yeah, just fucking winner. Has just taken, so far, taken the cake. Like, I don't see a f as stacked of a season up to this point. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's it. That's all I got. That's it. That's all. Okay, so I guess we're going into uh, Kaguya-sama. Yeah, so more background. It came out in 2020 for the second season. A1 Pictures also did it, so nothing has changed. The mm -hmm. director hasn't changed. The voice actors haven't changed. None of that fun stuff. So if you want all that background info, go check out episode 49? Sure. 49, 50, some shit like that. I don't know. Kaguya-sama season one. It was the first episode in February that dropped on February 7th. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So 
Let's keep it pretty free spirited, like we did with the first with the first one. Let's just talk about our favorite moments throughout the season. Spoil the chicken hat on. Okay, so immediate first thing that comes to mind: episode seven with the man horse situation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> did did that just not tickle you like it did me? <laughs> it it was um a very it was a situation. So. Okay, you can't tell me that whenever Chica just picks up her phone and goes, Okay, Siri, that you didn't lose it. It was so awkward. <laughs> You're like right. It was, it was so awkward. It was so off the wall. And then how Kaguya's response to how she was going to try to figure out about Shirogane. <laughs> just... Oh, God. (laughs) It's so awkward, and yet for some reason, just that whole first bit of that episode, I could not stop laughing. Mm -hmm. It was, the second season, in my opinion, just far outweighs the first season. Like, there is no, like, it's no comparison. Yeah, I, I found that we got less information on our three main characters, because we didn't really learn anything about Chica either. But we mm-hmm. did get a whole lot on Ishigami, and then we also got introduced to Ino. And we also got a lot of info, info on her as well. Mm-hmm. So it just continued to build on the world, but more or less just building on the world of the supporting characters more. Yeah, and I feel like Ishigami had a huge moment in this season that was incredibly impactful towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we were talking about earlier <laughs> in the in the the podcast episode. But yeah, I don't feel like we got a crazy amount of... I mean, we did get some progress between our main characters with the re-election. And I've forgotten everybody's name. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kaguya, yeah, Kaguya yeah. asking uh, Shiragane to rerun. And not only that, but our boy having already filled out his application to rerun as mm-hmm. president, and he just made her ask, like, yep. my man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we got some, we definitely got some linear progress in the fact that they are now in their next year of school, and he wasn't going to run again. Oh, him getting a good night rest and her just like not being interested anymore. And yet everybody else was hitting on him. He's like all of a sudden really approachable and she's just like, nah, I'm not interested. (laughs) She ends up with a fetish for like tired eyes. (laughs) And then like how she's like, so if, if his physical appearance changes and I don't like it, is that's not true love, is it? And the narrator for this season was gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was some mad jokes in there. And not only that, but that OP. The OP was better than last season's OP. Agreed. I think the OP and ED both improved. Same. It's the same artist on the OP, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Same dude, but definitely better OP. Mm-hmm. And the animation on the OP was... Mwah. Animation on the first episode was just... Mwah. Hayasaka in this season, by the way, she she did a stellar job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what else was there? What was a really good moment? Oh, the <laughs> the life game. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Oh my god. So 
Here, here's a question. What were your cringy moments for the season? I'm assuming Hayasaka asking out Shirogane. I'm assuming that whole bit was really cringy for you. Yeah, the uh, the bit where they all all of a sudden turned into a what was it a shoujo game where like the two boys were like trying to. Oh yeah, that bit too. <laughs> but you could tell that wasn't serious. No, anyway. that wasn't serious. But like I was sitting there and I was like, if this, if they somehow spin this into like actually being a thing as opposed because i think that was like after the ed right they played the ed early that episode and then yeah i think the ed played it like 15 minutes and then you get a whole like seven or eight minute bit of a different art style but it was literally all of our characters in like a shoujo anime manga style yeah. situation yeah 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 and for that i thought i was like this is either going to be really really funny or if they have them remember this when they go back to normal and it, it wasn't just like a bonus thing, I'm going to die. Uh, <laughs> but can you imagine all the ships that sailed with Shirokane and Ishigami going to the aquarium together? Oh my god, yeah, no, that was really cute. And, uh, I, oh my god, um, uh, I nearly had a freaking heart attack when Ishigami, when they parted his hair differently for the mm-hmm. photos. Mm-hmm. I was like, the fangirls are going to go crazy over this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because hair doesn't change in anime. No. And they changed his like three times throughout this season. Mm-hmm. Because you had his normal hair, you had that, you had his hair whenever he Oh, the little was... ponytail when he's dressed as in um, Kaguya's, Kaguya's uniform. uniform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he had short hair when they were doing flashbacks to middle school. Mm-hmm. I feel like his his appearance is the one that changes the most. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than, like, Kaguya's facial expressions, as far as hair goes, <laughs> and his overall appearance. You reminded me of when Chico was trying to get them to take ugly, cute selfies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whenever she's making that face, it's just like, President, how does it look? And then it's just like, ew. <laughs> I really liked the um the moment on stage between Eno. It is Eno, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eno and um Shirogane, where he's like getting her out of a comfort zone, but also having the debate between the two of them mm-hmm. about I mean boys having to shave their heads in school as part of the school uniform. That was that was hilarious. Yeah. Which <laughs> is like, shaved heads are hot. <laughs> He's like, don't take your fetish out on me. <laughs> I feel like because of the amount of female supporters that Shirogane has, he could have just used that to win the debate. Yeah. But also, can can we appreciate how in-depth they went to secure that election with Chica, like, specifically bringing out a teacher to go to the anti-Shirogane section and chill? <laughs> yeah. And, um... Like, and all of the, like, the stuff that isn't even mentioned that Kaguya did behind the scenes. That, like, afterwards. You see, it's not mentioned, but it's, um, at the start of that episode, it's briefly shown. Like, you get little bitty snippets of everything she did. Yeah. It's like that election And it doesn't even rigged. click. Like, I didn't notice until I watched it through this time. Because this is my third time watching season two through. Mm-hmm. 
because I watched it through subbed week to week as it was coming out. And then I watched it dubbed week to week as the dub was coming out. And so, of course, I watched the dub through this time because a lot of the jokes came through better dubbed this time. Mm-hmm. Except for episode seven, because that whole OK Siri bit just threw me for a fucking loop while it was subbed. <laughs> just because I don't expect just a in full, clear English sentence of just going, OK, Siri, what's a man whore? <laughs> I wonder how many people's phones looked that up while they were watching the series. I mean, it's a very good possibility. Like, if you're watching it dubbed on a TV, or even subbed, if you have it loud enough for it to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, that would be be wild. I'm glad I don't have Siri turned on on my phone. (laughs) Yeah. So what else was there that was really good in this season? Um, I mean, I guess we... uh, uh, His birthday, the president's birthday. Now, that was just gold. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a phenomenal job on Miyuki's part. And <laughs> Chica eventually thinking that she's the only one that doesn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Or she's like, oh, well, maybe it's just Kakia. Like, maybe Ishigami forgot, too. And then Ishigami's like, no, like, I, I see you're using that fountain pen I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chica just gets, you know what they should have done for that bit? They should have went through the whole segment of the fighter planes again. And like Chica being shot down by that. <laughs> I would have loved that little bit of continuity. That would have added that much more humor back to it. It's just the freaking wedding cake and her being so oblivious as to how extra the cake is. Like, I don't know who. Like, even someone who hasn't had, like, a first love before. Who couldn't have looked at that and been like, this is dumb. <laughs> Just, like, the sheer amount of there being, what, five people in that office? No, at the time it was four. Eno wasn't part of it. Okay, so four people in that office. And having a three-tiered cake. Like, honestly, that first tier, like, she could have just set out the first tier. I would have just taken the top off. Yeah, just take the top tier off. Because, I mean, it was fully decorated. It was fine. And then the others, you know, you could have done whatever with. But just take (laughs) off the top tier. But no, she specifically cuts off one slice. Then she's like, if you go in that closet, I'll kill you. <laughs> With this sign on it. <laughs> yeah. And then whenever they're cleaning out the student council room, how they find a hidden room that is not mentioned again. Yeah. Like, where did yeah, that go? Just, like, where did that come staircase. from? There's a staircase to a hidden room that they don't go in and nobody knows about. Nope. So that's just a thing. Yep. Oh, and then Kaguya breaking her phone. Like, that Aww. was... That was so heartbreaking, and yet so adorable. Mm-hmm. Whenever they all made that group chat, that was just, uh, that was good. Yeah. Oh, oh the and then looking at the scene. moon. Oh, looking at the moon was really cute, but also really funny afterwards when she's like, this is too much, it's too embarrassing, runs away, and he's just like regretting his entire life, but he completely misinterpreted what she meant by embarrassing. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, the balloon bit that happens in episode 12, too. Because <laughs> I like how I like how they used Ishigami as like, I'm not scared. I went through this whole character development arc. I'm not afraid. And then he walks up to it and he's like, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. <laughs> and then all the innuendos that were being made during that part, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I don't know, I can't remember how well they come across in the sub, but in the dub, I couldn't keep myself together. Like, I was just laughing my ass off. 
<clears throat> yeah, it was so funny. Oh, it was so good. And then and then our boy, Ishigami, our shut-in, quiet, shy accountant or treasurer for the student council, he, he gets his moment. He we really does. We learned so much about him. Yeah, that whole situation was just really intense. And I wasn't expecting something. I mean, you do kind of, in the first season, you get these hints of, like, the more underlying hardships of teenagers with, like, Kaguya's father and her relationship with that, with uh, Shirogane's work ethic and the fact that his dad isn't very, like, able to support them and he has Mm -hmm. to do that. And you do get to see that kind of carry through for both of those characters in this season, but most of the, like, hardship and... And, like, that teen, like, I don't know, growth happens mm-hmm. with Ishigami and, you know, with her with being, like, stage fright and isolation. And him along similar veins with the isolation, but also with a very serious topic of revenge porn, which wasn't really... I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Like, this show dealt, and especially this season as well, just dealt with so much. Mm-hmm. And you don't ex- you don't expect a show like this to get as serious and cover the topics that it does. Yeah, because it has those weird moments of humor, like you know, um, daily lives of high school boys. You know, like those those skits, those short sketches that are just there for jokes, and then it mm-hmm. just hits you with these like feels every now and again. Yeah, just hard feels, like just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And it never it never really takes its foot off the brakes. Or yeah. off the gas, whatever. Yeah. So with this whole situation with Ishigami, so for those of you who are listening to this podcast and have no idea what we're talking about because you haven't watched the show. First of all, watch the show. Recommended. But um, second of all, Ishigami is a teenager. He's one year below our two main characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he um, was suspended from middle school for months because of a situation where he had sort of made casual acquaintances with this girl who, like, he was always a bit of a loner in class. And this girl was just nice to him, you know, just, like, waking him up when he would fall asleep in class, you know, uh, picking up his his erasers when he dropped them on the floor. Like, very casual acquaintances. And she ended up getting a boyfriend, and he was like, oh, that's cool, like, I'm happy for her, whatever. But one day he overhears her boyfriend cheating on her, and he goes to, like, confront him to just be like hey don't like be a dick basically Mm -hmm. and her boyfriend then says if you say anything i'm gonna spread these and shows him a picture that we don't get to see that it is then stated is like images that she wouldn't want shown Mm -hmm. and so then ishigami gets really upset and beats the shit out of him yep and he is then suspended, and because of the story that the boy said was that he Ishigami was stalking the girl, Ishigami beat him up for no reason because he was dating her, like, this story that he span, Ishigami was the one that was punished, he was the one that was suspended, he was the one that had banished, been banished by all of his peers, and he was labelled a creep and a weirdo, and all of these other, like, really detrimental things, and he then fell into this depression in his house and his apartment while he was suspended for months because they were like, you can come back if you just write this letter of apology to the boy. 
and he just couldn't bring himself to write this letter of apology no matter what because he was like you're still like you're a douche (laughs) Mm. i don't i don't agree with this this letter and it wasn't until shirogane like a year later when he was starting high school came in and was like hey as student council we did our own research into the situation and this is what we think happened it was then confirmed and then he is told that both the boy and the girl transferred to different schools and they broke up and he can come back to school and so it's like a whole situation but even though he's back at school he's still labeled as a weirdo and a creep and this girl still sees him as a weirdo and a creep and the only reason the boy moved schools is because he never got that letter of apology and so got scared that Ishigami was going to, like, out him for all the shit that he did. And, and beat so the shit he, out of him again. Yeah. And so he transferred schools so as to not be around Ishigami. And she didn't go into the school, not because she thought that he was a weirdo creep stalker, but because she didn't actually pass the entrance exams. So, so it's like... But all of those small factors that just lined up made it look like he had scared off a young girl, beat up a young boy to the point of not wanting to be in school with him anymore, and stalked someone mm. to be a creepy pervert. And then just as he's starting to like reintegrate himself in and make friends with everyone again and find himself and get comfortable with himself and, and try hard in school again, she freaking shows up, dude. Yep. And just like ruins everything, and it this comparison isn't going to make much sense to you yet until we watch the film. But a silent voice, I know you've heard me talk about it, mm-hmm. and there's moments in it that very much remind me of this. And in fact, it's because of a silent voice that during the ending scene of episode eleven, which is why I cried, and in fact, it's one of the reasons why I cried in. <clears throat> You're lying April as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that moment, whenever he even stops being able to see Shirogane and Kaguya's faces, because everything just goes to static and he starts to become a recluse a little bit again. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of snaps out of it and runs the race. And as he's running and gets to the finish line, even though he lost, but the rest of the cheerleading squad like come to him and start. Like, cheering him on and everything else. And before that, like, how he told the chick to go to hell. Yeah. I mean, for one, good character development on his part Mm -hmm. because of that. But then as they're all, like, huddled around him and consoling him and telling him he did a good job and all that other stuff. And that moment whenever he's finally able to see their faces. And this is the first time, the whole time he's been training to be a cheerleader, that you see all of these people's faces. Mm -hmm. Like, that broke me. Like, that's when the waterworks started for this episode. Well, there was Because some... it's just... Go ahead. Go ahead. Jinx. <laughs> it's just, it's a powerful moment whenever this whole time they haven't done a thing to animate these people's faces because that's how Ishigami has seen them. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just faceless people to him because he's like, why should I care? Like, I'm trying to care, but why should I care about these people who don't care about me? Yeah. And like, and when, when he first joined the cheerleading squad, a lot of them thought that he had joined for like for no reason or that he had joined to be a a like a downer for the group you know mm-hmm. because he kind of joined on a whim but he joined because he was like i want to try and you know these people are happy and i want to be normal and i want to be like them so i'm gonna join those people that are like that so i can hopefully mm-hmm. become one of them 
And it was kind of yeah. a spur of the moment thing. And then he was sitting around surrounded by all of these, you know, outgoing people. And he was like this silent guy in the corner that didn't even like have the means to communicate with them. Mm. And But luckily for him, the captain and vice captain on the squad saw how much effort he was putting in. But it's like you hear about how he was in middle school. And it's like, yeah, he was he was definitely still more of an introvert, but he was one of their star members on their track team. Mm-hmm. So I have a theory. Mm-hmm. The captain didn't actually sprain his ankle. You think he did it to, to get him to race? Yeah, because he it only happened after the bitch showed up and like made him like recede back into a shell. Yeah. So I think the captain noticed this. And, like, that's why he pretended to hurt himself. Because mm-hmm. nobody, whenever all that happened, was really just concerned. They were like, oh, no, but that's about it. Yeah, the captain seemed pretty fine when they were celebrating. Yeah, so it's one of those things where it's like, it's like no. Like, he, he made that shit up just to kind of help bring Ishigami back. Because mm-hmm. it's very clear that all of them cared about him at that point. Yeah. So, I, I believe that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I... Personally, just wish that there had been some way for them to have cleared his name as being a stalker. I mean, I guess like he kind of did in the sense that people just would have realized that he wouldn't have done something like that based on his character. But mm. there was no like statement of it, you know? And like But at the same time, I mean, even Eno is starting to warm up to him and she's actually in his grade. Yeah. So I think it's going to kind of be as the passage of time of he and Eno getting closer. Yeah. That we'll kind of see that bad name of his kind of slowly, you know, wear away more and more. Yeah. I I just wish that there was some kind of way that, because of course the reason why he didn't want her to know about it was because he was like protecting her smile or whatever. But in my mm. opinion... I feel like she should know because she's still trying to get back with him. Like, that's why she went to the sports day to, like, shit on him. Was because she didn't want him to be happy because he broke her up with this guy that she really liked. Which also, petty AF. Like, okay. Oh, 100%. And also, I don't know if somebody had- If I thought in my brain, that person has stalked me for over a year and beat up my boyfriend to the point where he broke up with me. I don't think that I would think in my brain- I'm going to go to his sports festival and, like, tell him that he's a dick. No, I think I would be like, I'm staying away from him as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think that because of how he reacted, I think she kind of got the idea of, oh, maybe something's wrong. Yeah, I just feel like she should know for her safety, but that's also me putting a non-anime brain into an anime world, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. If this was real life, she should know for her safety. Um, oh, yeah. But but I feel like we'll get more clearing up and whatnot, either in the film that's going to come out later this year or season three, whenever it drops, probably next year. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, by the way, leads to the Kaguya-sama news, because a film has been confirmed for this year, and season three has been confirmed after the film. So ooh. I would assume 2022 for season three. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, that is super exciting. They've also, Miyuki's dad. Oh, yeah. But it's also extremely popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the second season just exploded. That's mm-hmm. why it won Best Comedy mm-hmm. for 2020 at the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Miyuki's dad at the fucking sports festival. Oh, my God. I'm sure you cringed over that, too. Oh, yeah. Big time. Just because, Especially like, the whole conversation that he had with Kaguya. Yeah, Kaguya, shut up. 
don't know what he's saying. Uh, that was that was great. And yet Miyuki's response was exactly what you'd expect it to be. His talk- and then the moment where you thought he took a picture of Chica. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and um, his talk with uh, with Miyuki when he sees the flower, and he's like, "Well, my wife left me seven years ago." And it's like, don't. That's your son wasn't asking about your. Oh my god, no. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, so can can we for a moment just stop and wish that the manga that they read in that anime or in that episode about that shoujo was real? That no, I don't want to. That sounded so sad. No. I would read the shit out of it just so I could bawl my eyes out. No. Yes. Anorexic girl meets love of her life, gets over anorexia, her boyfriend then dies of terminal illness. No, thank you. That sounds like such a sad time. But let me read it just to get in my feels. Go watch that freaking, um, you read that John Green. I swear if you fault tell me to stars. go. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I swear to God, if you mention the fault in our stars, I'm going to quit this podcast. Yeah, go watch that. Read that. I about opened my mouth, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> oh, God, no. Because boy, oh boy, do I have some stuff planned for the podcast in the future. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't understand why you're just like, uh, I don't understand why anybody is just like, I'm going to watch something that's going to make me cry. Fun. Well, it's one of those things where I don't go into it expecting to cry. I didn't go into your line, April, expecting to cry. Now, granted, I want to eat your pancreas and a silent voice. I read the manga for a silent voice and I read the light novel for I want to eat your pancreas. Mm -hmm. So I knew going into the films expecting to cry. Mm Mm-hmm. But I did not read the manga and the light novel expecting to bawl my ever-loving eyes out. Like, especially fucking I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. It was a book that got recommended to me on something. I can't remember how it got recommended to me. But I bought it because it was like eight bucks to get it on Amazon for Kindle. And I read it. I binge read it in a day. And I bawled my eyes out. Like, I've never read a book and cried so hard in my fucking life. And so going into it in theaters, I knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Did I care? No. Because I knew I was going to cry. I had five of my best friends lined up in a row beside me. I still cried. I don't care. But <sighs> I don't go into it expecting to cry. It's not something I just want to do, except for, you know, here in a month, whenever we or I go through my yearly rewatch of your line April. I was going to say, you're not including me on that. I've watched it. I'm good. Nah, we're going to have to do, like, a, you know, re-review. No, I'm good, thank you. I don't want to watch that again, please. (laughs) Oh, come on, we can do the kids on slope, too. No, I'm also good with that one, yeah. (laughs) I don't do emotion. I am a robot. (laughs) You see, it's funny, because I play being a robot, and yet I'm the sappiest bitch here. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't like it, I don't. I don't want to go and feel things that other people are feeling, because then you feel them, and why would you want to feel those things when you could just not, you know? I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I'm a firm believer in, you know, every now and then a good cry is a good cry. Mm. Sometimes you just got to get it all out. That's why I watch Your Line April once a year, just so I can get it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, I'm one of those people that's like, hey, you know those emotions that you're probably supposed to feel at some point? Uh, we're going to put those in a box, lock them away, and never going to feel them. Thanks. <laughs> I know. I I get that. And I I really used to be that way until I watched Your Line April the first time. And, like, that's what shattered, like, me, like, in emotions over watching or playing things. Uh, I, I say just... that. I cried over The Last of Us. I cried in the first 10 minutes of The Last of Us. Uh, I just get I such have bad cried. headaches from crying. <clears throat> Like, why would you... Ouch. You see, I don't. No? No. I get such bad headaches. My whole neck and spine all, like, seize. I get really bad headaches. My sinuses all clog. It's Mm. gross. It's not a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I would have cried over The Last of Us 2 if I hadn't been streaming. (laughs) In fact, I'm really surprised I didn't. I don't know how I managed to hold that in. Because I think every last one of y'all saw it in my face. That I I just wanted to, like, lose it. Now, what did I nearly cry playing while I was on stream? Life is Strange, I would assume. Life is Strange was definitely up there. I think Detroit Becoming Human was also up there. Maybe? Maybe Stardew Valley? Because some of those cutscenes are intense. Oh yeah, some of those cutscenes are deep. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't remember. Uh... I think there was one, though, that was like, uh, I need to turn away from the webcam for a second and, like, suck it in. Uh, let me... Let me look really quick, because I feel like there's something that I'm glossing over here. I don't know. Let me let me look at what you've gone through. But let's uh, see. I love you, Colonel Sanders. That's the one. That's absolutely it. I love you, Colonel Sanders. Had me bawling my eyes out on stream. Was it Cinderella Phenomenon? <laughs> no. I don't know. I might not have completed it. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm trying to think of another good moment in the show. I think we've hit almost all of them. Yeah, I think... Oh, we did get a, a Shiragane learning to sing moment. We didn't get another oh, huge... I love that. Mm-hmm. And the dancing one as well. Yeah, we didn't get a huge sports moment from him, but we did get singing and dancing with Chika becoming his teacher again, which I do appreciate. Chika becoming jealous of teaching the dancing and mm-hmm. him learning what a net feels like. That was a great time. Also, the singing bit. I, I personally related to because I used to be incredibly tone deaf. Mm-hmm. So I felt that. Yeah. So that was like, I, I understand what Miyuki went through, but also how Chica felt is like a proud mom moment. Do you sing in school assemblies in America? No. Okay. You do in Britain, but you don't in mm-hmm. Canada. So. And it's funny because we do have like choir concerts and whatnot, even all the way back in elementary school. Yeah. However, on singing days, and also the days where you have to bring that shitty recorder. <laughs> yeah. I was always conveniently absent those days. Yeah. Um, conveniently. <laughs> yeah, in the UK you have, or at least in, I, I feel like I can safely say the majority of primary schools in the UK, you have like a Monday morning assembly mm-hmm. where you have like discussions of what's going to happen of the week. If you're in a Church of England primary school, they'll probably read something from the Bible or relate it to the church of some way, because of course England is a Protestant country. Protestant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh my god, that's really bad. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not religious. Uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, so they probably will relate it to the Bible in some way. I don't know. Then you sing some hymns, which are pretty universal. I don't know how things are nowadays, because I'd assume that there's a lot more, like, religious freedom with 
that because of course those are the like the Church of England schools are your public schools, right? They're not like private schools. So mm. I feel like they would have to be more careful with that nowadays, considering that not everyone is of the same religion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I went to school, it was just you all got lumped in together. And doesn't matter what your religion is, you sing the song that's written mm-hmm. on the on the, the board. Yeah, and we used to have we used to we used to all stand for for hymns in the assembly. And then of course, mm-hmm. at, like Christmas time and Easter and stuff like that, then we would go to the church. But yeah, they don't do that in Canada. They do sing O Canada, but like only on special occasions. Mm-hmm. You see, it's weird for us because we, like every day we would have the Pledge of Allegiance, we would have like a moment of silence, and then that was kind of it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America about something that I don't know. Yeah, it, it's one of those, it's one of those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in Canada you just have, you just have the national anthem, which has recently changed. Mm-hmm controversially it's not oh canada anymore it still is there's a line in it that says um of all our sons command that has now been changed to of all of us command Mm -hmm. so it is gender non-specific oh i got you yeah because it's like how does the line go Mm-hmm. Our home and native land, true patriot love, with all of us command. Yeah, it's true patriot love with all of us command. We see the the we see the, the true north strong and free. I don't know. From it's been a while since I sang it, <laughs> but we do consider ourselves the true north, with our, which I enjoy. Well, I mean, there is no further north in North America than Canada. Yeah. So you know you you. You are the true north. The true north. Y'all and your fucking penguins. Mm-hmm. But it's like when uh, Montana was, when Game of Thrones was really huge, and you'd hear these people about Montana being like, we are the Starks. We did everything, and it's just like, okay, yeah, we're, we're past the wall. <laughs> we are the true north. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's going on here. You know nothing. And that always nothing. I feel like it was probably the same in the UK with the Scots being saying that to the Northerns, to the Northerners in England, being like, mm-hmm. "You know nothing, John Snow," and it's just the the country line. I feel like that's that was probably pretty universal to any country that was above another country, especially if the country below them was loud and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. The country above them was like, "Haha, we are the true North." You don't, you don't understand. You don't understand. Anyway, that was a tangent. That is a tangent. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I've said everything I need to say on Kaguya, other than the fact that I'm going to give this season, I don't remember what I gave the first season, like a seven? I think I, I think I talked you up to a seven. A seven? I'm so going to give- you're at a six and a half and I talked you up to a seven. Okay, I'm going to give this one a seven and a half to an eight. See, I'm a, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm at like that seven and a half, <clears> eight, like mood, because there's some parts of it that I thought were really, really, really good. Um, especially the Ishigami whole situation, although it bugs me. Mm -hmm. I understand his moral perspective, which is why I'm going to let it go. But, like, I want more revenge because I'm petty. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm right there with you. I am a lot more petty. Mm -hmm. And I think the... (sighs) I get his morals and I get why he did what he did. But the first thing I would have done is I would have taken that to her. Yeah, I would have told her right off. Because then, you know, if... 
if things don't change from there and then he starts the stalking rumor, it's going to look bad. But if you don't say shit and then he goes off because this dude is like top of his class, like theater, like head of theater, all that other stuff. Mm. He's immediately going to have the jump and the charisma to just spin shit on him. Yeah, I would have been like, look at his phone right now in the moment. I'd have been like that on his phone right there. There is the evidence. Mm-hmm. I I really wanted some like petty revenge, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I get why he didn't. I kind of feel like if petty revenge needs to happen, I would really enjoy it for to have come from the rest of the student council. Well, I like how they kind of made it seem like maybe they did. Mm-hmm. Like how Kaguya kind of brushed off whenever Hayasaka was talking to her about it. Yeah. Like she really brushed that off. Like I thought think the student council might have had something to do with it yeah especially at least him going to to a different school yeah him leaving to a different school or her not making it into that school yeah and um, like i I feel like something happened there and it makes me curious i want to uncover more there i want to know what happened because i'm petty and i need the revenge i i feel like we'll get it yeah um i'd bet it won't be the film I highly doubt it's going to be the film. It may be towards the end of season three. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Or it might be season four. Who knows? But I guarantee you there's going to be a season four. Mm -hmm. There can't not be. I want... I really liked the OP and ED this season. I thought they stepped those Mm -hmm. up, which is great. And I really like how they did continue the same artist. I really enjoy when shows do that in general, even if I'm not a fan of the artist or of the style of the OP or the ED specifically, I really enjoy when they keep it consistent with the artist or if they don't use the same artist, they keep it in the same genre, in the same vein, with like notes of the same thing carrying through. I think that that is really cool when shows do that. Mm -hmm. I like that they did that in this case. I think that the animation was better this season as well. Not that it wasn't good in the first season, I just think that they stepped it up again. Mm-hmm. And I like the introduction of a couple the a couple added characters that they did. Mm-hmm. And I think that there were some really memorable moments in this. And I feel like it was less... I feel like this is more binge-worthy than the first season. The first season, I feel like, got a bit redundant. This season, I feel like, gave you enough stories that continued episode to episode, like three episode mm-hmm. stories, that it left it so where you could like binge it and then they would give you a stupid episode with just skits and then more stuff. I felt like it made it more binge worthy. Yeah, the first season was more like K-On! Mm-hmm. in that it starts out as bits and then it slowly starts to produce a regular story, except K-On! was vice versa. Yeah. And then the second season was just consistently linear. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't anything that hopped around, although there were a few bits that could, you know, probably have done without. Mm -hmm. I feel like everything added to the layers that were going on and nothing went amiss. Mm -hmm. But also, the OP deserves all the credit. Their choice on the artist. The dude who does the OPs is literally known as the love song guy Mm -hmm. in Japan. Yeah. Like, he is the master of the love song. And it just 100%... I just love his music. I downloaded his Essentials album on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. The dude is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like I just enjoy all of his music. He's cool as hell. Also, I dare you to try to find a picture of him without his glasses on. You can't. <laughs> like Every photo, every music video, everything, dude is always wearing his sunglasses. <laughs> like I think his sunglasses are just a part of his face. Well, why not? Why not? But yeah, it... 
it just 100% deserves an 8, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The story, especially Ishigami's just growth, just doesn't... It is better than what we deserve out of a rom-com. Yeah. I really want to see, you know, gain more respect for the rest of the guys in the student council. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's definitely what a lot of season three might be, is her learning how much that the rest of the guys do. Because right now, most of her respect is piled into Chica. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're going to see more of the headmaster in the third season as well, because yeah. he kind of started coming in a bit more on this one. Yeah. Also, I want more growth out of Hayasaka in the second season as well, mm-hmm. or the third season, whatever. Yeah, I want to see... she... Oh, sorry, go ahead. We just... We don't get enough of her background other than, like, little snippets that Kaguya mentions here or there. Mm-hmm. I think she kind of needs her own little growth arc. Yeah, and I want to see Kaguya stand up to her dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? That would be a good premise for the film. Mm-hmm. I think that would be good. Or have Miyuki and her both do it. Mm-hmm. Because that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd like to see Miyuki get some kind of, um, not necessarily permission from her dad, but, like, some kind of recognition from her dad. Mm-hmm. Also, it's been two seasons. Kiss. Yeah, I would also. Yeah, they nearly <laughs> did in the shed thing. Yeah, the the shed bit was hilarious too. Mm-hmm. Like they they deserve credit for that shed bit because that was how they were like, oh, one thought the other one was doing it, whenever in fact they were both just trapped. There. Yeah, they were actually trapped. <laughs> that was that was good. I enjoyed that bit. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, like shit. It's been two seasons. Some progress, please. But I like how we keep getting closer and closer, but it's like World War One. It's a battle of inches instead of, like, there being a true finish line. Yeah. I feel like they're the kind of couple that is just going to play this game and play this game, and then all of a sudden they're going to wind up married, and they're going to be like, what? <laughs> it's going to be the complete opposite of fucking Tony Kawa. Yeah. Yeah. They get married in the first episode. This shit is going to go on for eight seasons. You know what? They're going to be Soma and Erina. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of relationship this shit's going to be. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked this season. I did too. It was it was really good. I feel like it was a great way to cap off just February in general, mm-hmm. kind of cap off Valentine's Month and all that other fun stuff. But also, I kind of, I wanted to start, you know, the month with the season and end the month with the season just to kind of see how it went. And also, I figured it'd be a good one to end it on because mm-hmm. it's funny it's romantic it's just it has so much likability to it but also didn't want to schedule in the second season without the first so you know i kind of i just scheduling wars to myself <laughs> on that one yeah but that's that's all i got that's all i got too so you can find the absolutely lovely blue lavender on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash blue lavender she does not stream now but she may get back to it eventually who knows i don't know <laughs> but now, you can find her on there. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. And she also has a YouTube channel and TikTok at Blue Lavender where you can find her on all of those things. Also, she has a dog, Tilly. Tilly is Best Bean. And you can find an Instagram for Tilly at The Best Tilly Bean. Mm-hmm. 
And if you like Brad, who has joined me here today and all of the days that I've been on this podcast, you can find him at Brad Carter Gaming on Twitch, also on Instagram as well. He does lots of gaming content, lots of memes, lots of fun stuff, impressions, voices. It's a good time. Check him out. And if you like our podcast and you want to know more about our podcast, you want to keep up to date with all of the updates, you also want some fun memes, you can find us on all of the social medias at BNB Anime. We also have a handy dandy website where you can find all of our links as well as links to your favourite listening platforms, some information about behind the scenes stuff, some friends of the podcast, and all of our previously archived episodes on our website at www.bnbanime.com. We also have a YouTube channel where we have all of our episodes previously archived and some fun stuff is coming to the future, coming in the future, not to the future, in the future for that with some cut out some extras, some deleted scenes, some behind the scenes, all of that fun stuff is going to be recorded and added on to, well, some of it's already recorded, edited, and added onto that YouTube channel, hopefully within the next little while, the next few weeks coming up. So be sure to hit the subscribe button over there and drop us your comments in the comment section or hit us up in those DMs to let us know your thoughts and opinions on the podcast, on what we rated the shows that we've, that we have been reviewing here. Well, talking about. We don't really know how to review anything because we're not really professionals, but you know, talking about. And uh, let us know your thoughts and opinions and whether or not you have any recommendations for uh, uh, shows for us to watch in the future, whether personally or to do a discussion about here on the podcast. Okay. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week kicks off kind of a month of guilty pleasures for both of us. Love some guilty pleasures. Yeah, because for the first episode of March, we have The Given Movie. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm really interested. I've heard nothing but good things. So I'm excited to sit down and watch it and kind of see how things progress from where we ended off. In fact, I kind of want to rewatch season one to kind of re-get a grasp on everything, because I kind of forgot a lot. Mm-hmm. All I remember is episode nine and the concert. That's it. I don't remember jack shit else. Mm-hmm. I've watched it twice, so I have, a, I have more of a memory of it oh well look at you go extra points (laughs) yeah i'm looking forward to it we have the baseball anime after that and fruits baskets the original one and laid back camp because it sounds cozy Mm -hmm. and adorable and also it's like there's a shit ton of memes about it so i figure why not wrap up march with memes yeah but yeah outside of that we'll catch y'all next time bye-bye bye